Philemon 1.6, I'm just going to quote that to you because it, it's in keeping with what I believe the Spirit of the Lord was uh, talking about, about valuing what is on the inside of us. I think that ownership needs to be taken in what God has put on the inside of us. One way that ownership is taken is by the acknowledgement of that, acknowledging it. The word acknowledge means to own. It also means to confess, to verbalize, or to speak. Now in Philemon uh, verse 6, I think there's only one, one chapter, Philemon. So it's Philemon verse 6. It says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual. You know, we've been talking about the spirit of faith, and we have discovered that the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. And so the communication of your faith becomes effectual or divinely energized. How many of you want your faith to be divinely energized on a regular basis? Absolutely, we do. By, and this is how it happens, by the acknowledging, by taking ownership, by the declaration, by the confessing of every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. Amen. You could read it like this. Your faith will become divinely energized as you confess every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ. We're not trying to get in Christ. We're not trying to get in Him. We, as born-again believers, are in Him. We are in Christ. If any man be a new creation, he is, hallelujah. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. We are the righteousness of God in him. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. We are one with him. We are in Him, and He is in us. You cannot separate us. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. And so, your faith then can become divinely energized as you take ownership of those good things which are in you, which are in Christ Jesus. What are the good things that are in Christ Jesus? Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, notice with, with me in verse 30. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30 says, But of Him are you in Christ Jesus. Say it with me. But of Him, but of him. I, am I am in Christ Jesus. In Christ. Now notice the rest of this. Who of God, in other words, Jesus is of God. Jesus and I and the Father are one. Who of God is made unto us wisdom. The good thing which is in you, which is in Christ Jesus, one of those good things is the wisdom of God. We should be declaring on a regular basis, we are filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. When you declare and take ownership of the wisdom of God that He has made available to you and has put on the inside of you in Him, your days of confusion are over with. 
God is not the author of confusion. There is no confusion in Him. Therefore, in Christ Jesus, I'm confessing I have the wisdom of God because I've been in Christed. Woo, glory to God. And wisdom is a necessary thing for daily living. Amen? Amen? This wisdom that is in Him, that is in you, is like deep waters. It says that counsel in the heart of man, or wisdom in the heart of man, is like deep waters. And a man of understanding will learn to draw that wisdom out. Amen? The good thing which is in you, which is in him, is the wisdom of God. And by the grace of God, you can tap into that wisdom and you can draw it out for your daily life. One way that we draw it out is simply asking him for wisdom in the midst of a situation. How many have ever experienced a situation? How many have ever experienced a fiery test, temptation or trial? Or maybe just something that you needed to know what to do and how to do it. One way that we draw that wisdom out is we simply ask Him to make known to us what is already on the inside of us. Amen? Now, uh, we want to work with that Scripture a little bit in, in 1 Corinthians one thirty. but let me quote this to you concerning wisdom. In James it says, if any of you, let, if any of you lack wisdom, that's what I'm trying to say, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. In other words, there's not a man or woman that's born again if they ask for wisdom that God won't give it to them. Woo, glory to God. The Bible says he gives, he gives wisdom to all men liberally and upbraideth not simply means he would, does not withhold that wisdom. Hallelujah. And it shall be given him. Wisdom is who he is. Wisdom is what he's placed on the inside of you. Because you can't separate him from wisdom. He is the wisdom of God. Therefore, you should be declaring daily, I have the wisdom of God. I have the wisdom of God. I know what to do. Amen? And so, simply ask him. Okay? Simply ask him. And then another way that you can draw from the wisdom of God is you can draw from the wisdom of God from other people that have it. The Bible says that in the, uh, in the multitude of many counselors, there's what? Safety. There's safety. Okay. We just need to make sure that the counselors who we entrust with information operate in the wisdom of God and not in the wisdom of this world. Because the wisdom of this world and the wisdom of God are exact opposite. Okay? But it's good to have people around you that operate in wisdom. 
in the multitude of many counselors, there is safety. Amen? Amen. And so, another way that we draw on this wisdom is by praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is praying in other tongues. Okay? And as we pray in the Spirit, you will get into the Spirit. And when you're in the Spirit, the Spirit's ways and the Spirit's knowledge will be made known to you. It just, it just kind of, I don't know how to explain, it just bubbles up. How many of you have ever been in a situation where you got into your prayer closet and you just started just praying in the Spirit? Praying in the Spirit. Just praying in the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, that knowing came up on the inside of you. That's wonderful. And so, acknowledge those good things which are in you, which are also in Christ Jesus. Because I will tell you, There is pressure in this world. And the pressure in this world will squeeze you. And when the pressures of this world squeeze you, you've got to draw closer to Him than ever before. Amen? And so, in 1 Corinthians 1.30, let's look on there. Acknowledge it, confess it, declare it. We are not the dumb getting dumber. We don't believe in dumb and dumber around here. We believe in smart and smarter and smartest. Keith Moore says it like this I'm quick, I'm bright, I'm good looking, I'm very rich. And I'm a major blessing. Say that with me. I'm quick. I'm bright. Isaiah says this. When the Spirit of God comes upon your life, He will make you of a quick understanding. I believe this. That the things say prevedeste, pasafetola mandiste fedala dodenga sepalo, That the things that he desires to do in this last day, in these last hours, are a quick work. Quick work. He's going to cause his plan to come to pass quickly. And for his plan to come to pass quickly... We've got a mastefedeshtolavastas. We gotta keep up with him. We've gotta keep pace with him. Therefore, we must be of a quick understanding. In other words, we need to pick up on what he's saying. We need to pick up on what he's doing and what he wants to do, not only in us individually, but also corporately as a church. Oh man, we're going some places tonight. Glory to God. A quick understanding. That's in the book of Isaiah. I don't know exactly where. But it's somewhere. Quick understanding. 
Okay, look at Isaiah 11.5. Thank you back there. See, he's quick. Well, the Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance. And there's a corporate anointing here. That's why we need one another. Thank you, Lord. Look at Isaiah 11.1. 1. We'll see if we're in that neighborhood. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. That's speaking of Jesus. Say it with me. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. Christ, is in me. Christ is in me. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. He's the vine. We be the branches. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 2. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. I believe what's resting upon him is resting upon us individually and corporately as a church. Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Verse 3. And he shall make him of a quick understanding. In the fear of the Lord. Amen. He will not judge after the sight of his eyes. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. We walk by the wisdom of God, not by the wisdom that we see available in this world. Amen. Neither remove after the hearing of his ears. Amen. Hallelujah. Quick understanding. I don't believe that any of us well, let me just preface this by saying, I went to the doctor not too long ago, and he looked in my ears, and he saw wax in my ears. And uh, if you've ever been to the, the doctor's, you know, office, and they clean out your ears, you know how they do it? They stick something in there, and, you know, they, they remove the wax out of your ears. And man, it felt good. To have that wax out of my ears. I left that place feeling good. Well, this people, their hearts have waxed cold. This people have become dull of hearing. Because spiritually, there's too much wax in the ears of the body of Christ. But God has got the plan to get the wax out. It's the water of His Word. It's the moving of the Spirit. It is the plan of God for you to be of a quick understanding. Amen. 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 Not all dull. You know, just logging time. Well, Ethel, it's time to go to church. That's not us. That's not me. That ain't you. That's not who we are. That's not what we're about. Hallelujah. And so, he says that the communication of your faith will become divinely energized by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Why is declaring it so important? Declaration is absolutely necessary. Why? Well, Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus said, You believe and doubt not. In your heart, say with your mouth, you'll have what you say. Amen. 
The Bible is so clear about the words of our mouth. But here's what happens. When you speak words of wisdom and you speak words like I'm of a quick understanding, here's what will happen. Those words will literally paint a picture on the inside of you of that. You will develop an image of the wisdom of God down here. You will then begin to see yourself, see yourself operating in the wisdom of God. See yourself believing, see yourself receiving information from Him. Words paint pictures, don't they? And so the acknowledgement of it and the confessing of it builds that image on the inside of you where you can actually see yourself in a situation where you just know what to do. Come on now. I've been there hundreds of times where in a situation where I didn't know what to do, but all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord showed me what to do. I've also been in situations where I haven't known what to do and haven't been keen spiritually and done the wrong thing. Anybody been there? I mean, why well, be honest about it. But we're living in a time, we're living in a day where it's a quick work. Or let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Now that we're out here, we might as well just forget about what we were going to teach on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Acknowledge it. Own up to it. You're in Christ. Christ is in you. But of Him are you in Christ Jesus. Who of God has been made unto us wisdom and righteousness. Say this with me. Jesus, Jesus. He is my righteousness. He is my right standing with God. The good thing which is in me, which is in Christ Jesus, is I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm right standing with Him. Just like sin never existed before. And then he goes on to say, and sanctification. How many of you know that Jesus is your sanctification? <laughs> Come on now, you got you to help a preacher out tonight. I said, how many of you know that Jesus is your sanctification? Here's my sanctification. In other words, he will help me live a sanctified life. He will help me live separate from the things that would be profane and the things that would pull me down and pull me out of His will. He is my sanctification. He has sanctifying power and He's placed it on the inside of you. And you can feed that sanctifying power through His Word. Look with me at John 17 if you would. And notice with me in the 17th verse. I like the fact that I don't ever have to drink alcohol again. I love the fact that I will never do drugs again. I love the fact that I'll never commit adultery. 
I love the fact that I'll never steal the church's money and you'll find me in Mexico. I love the fact that I'll never open up a Playboy. Or go on the computer and and look at naked women. I love that. How can you say that? Because I'm owning it. I'm acknowledging it. I'm making the declaration that He is my sanctification. When you've been sanctified and you're operating in sanctification, there's no fornication. (laughs) This will preach good even on a Wednesday night. Amen. He's your sanctifier. Sanctify me, Lord. John 17, verse 17. Read it with me real strong. Sanctify them through thy truth. Let's read that again. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. One more time. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So truth is a key for this sanctification that's on the inside of you already. Truth is a key to keeping you free. Is that, is that right or not? Read it one more time. John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. Now look at John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. You need to make that confession. If you're dealing with stuff, and if you're battling stuff, you may have missed, missed it on the same thing a hundred times. You may have fallen 500 times. But if you got it under the blood, it's forgiven and it's forgotten by Him. And my confession and your confession should be, I always do those things that are pleasing in His sight. You make that a part of your daily acknowledgement, your part of, part of your daily confession, I will guarantee you that that scripture will jump up in the midst of you being on the verge of doing something that's not sanctified. I'm always doing those things that are pleasing in His sight. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I never had an issue with pornography. But I know men by the millions in America do. And I know Christians by the thousands do. But I'm telling you, if you'll get this in your heart, and you'll start confessing, I always do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Cigarettes are a thing of the past. Drunkenness is a thing of the past. Adultery is the thing of the past. Sin will run from you as in terror. Amen. 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 Now, for those of you that are living and walking in sanctification, just take these truths that I'm preaching to you tonight and help other people with it. Now, in John chapter 8, verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if, now that's a big one right there. If you continue in my word, if you 
Continue in my word. Continue in my word means ongoing. I have seen and you have seen throughout the course of our lives and the course of our ministry, people that have started out in the word, but they didn't continue in the word. And if you start in the word and don't continue in the word, it's just about as equal have never been in the word. If you continue in my word. Then are you my disciples indeed. I think somebody ought to shout about this verse. Verse 32, read it with me. And you shall know the truth. You shall know the what? What does the truth do? It also sanctifies you. For when you are living in true biblical sanctification, you're not living your life according to the legalistic rules of religion, but you're living your life according to the dictates of His Word and His Holy Spirit. And you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free and it will separate you. It will sanctify you. And then if you stay in it, It'll keep you free. If you stay in it, it'll keep you free. How many of you are cold tonight? Too much air in here. Okay. Let's turn. Let's do something about it. Now, this is so vital. Acknowledging the good thing which is in me, which is in Christ Jesus, His wisdom, His righteousness, His sanctifying power. This word not only will separate you from sin and keep you free, but this word will separate you from sickness and disease. This word will separate you from poverty and lack. I don't believe we're poor. Somebody says, I ain't got two nickels to rub together. I didn't ask you that. According to the word of God, you are all rich. Say with me, I am rich. I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. I'm rich in him. Now go over to Galatians chapter 5. We're not quite done with the sanctification from sin part yet. Galatians, the fifth chapter and... And let's look at verse 1. So glad my baby's coming home tonight. She's been down seeing John and Lindy and Olivia. She preached twice Sunday morning. I preached twice Sunday morning. We had lunch together. Next thing I know, she was gone. Felt like putting that old Bee Gees song on. Lonely days and lonely nights. But she's coming home. I'm picking her up at 9.30. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) She's a good girl. You know that? I went to the cleaners today, you know, and I've been looking forward to her coming home all day. And when got my hair cut. Had my car washed. Yeah. The homeless mobile got a wash today. Partially clean the trunk out. (laughs) Those of you who know me, 
To know me is to love me. What can I say? And so, God gave the, the caddy a, a bath and cleaned up pretty good on the house, you know. Went to the cleaners, picked up my shirts, and how do you like me now? And, uh, and I just got so happy about her coming home. I, I go to little cleaners of Korean people, sweet people. And uh, I said, have you ever met Brenda? This is a new cleaners. No, I. She said, I have never met Brenda. I said, oh, she's beautiful. <laughs> she is so pretty. Beautiful, I said. And the guy and the girl kind of smiled, kind of like. But anyway, I'm in love with my wife. Amen. And you know what? I'm in love with Jesus, and so are you. But not only that, He's in love with you. Sanctifying power. Not, not legalism. Not this false holiness that says, you know, you, you, you can't wear this, and you have to wear that, and... You, you know, you, you can't wear deodorant and, you know, thank, you know, thank God. I believe God raised up deodorant for the last days. <laughs> Maybe we should start a wave over there, guys. Yeah. But uh, look at this verse here. It says, stand fast, therefore. In the liberty, in the freedom that his word brings, which is sanctifying power, wherewith Christ has, past tense, made us free. He has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification. I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. I have been made sanctified in him. Christ has made us. Now notice this, and be not entangled again with what? The yoke of bondage. Now let's put this up in the Amplified Version. This is a good lesson tonight. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. And this will work for drug addicts. This will work for for people that that battle alcohol, alcoholism. This This will help people. Galatians 5, 1, the Amplified, it says, In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. You know what? Here's a little side thought. When you're completely liberated, it's going to show up on your face. Isn't it? When you're completely liberated, you're not going to be all sour and sad. But you're going to be joyful and glad. He has made us glad. Now, when you're completely liberated, you'll have a shout. You'll have a dance. And I'm not just talking about a shout and a dance and a ha-ha and a ho-ho in church. I'm talking about having a hallelujah, ha-ha, ho-ho, hee-hee time right in your own home. Hallelujah. Brenda was gone this week, but Monday morning I heard about what the offering was. And I went to Hallelujah Hallway. I went to Ha Ha Hallway and I started ha ha and he he and shouting and dancing right in the hallway. 
Why? Because he's made me glad. And it wasn't because it was such a great offering. As a matter of fact, it wasn't a very good offering. But I'm not going to cry about the offering. I'm going to rejoice about what Christ has done for me in the past and what he's working on right now. We don't play nine inning games around here. But when he liberates you seriously now, when you're free, man, you have to come to church with your hands raised. Come to church with your billfold open, your purse open. I've been freed. Now the Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's emancipation from all sorts of bondage. So in this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. So here's our part. So stand fast then. And do not be hampered and held ensnared and submit again to a yoke of slavery. Now notice this. Which you have once put off. Okay? Now in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, put off the old man. Right? But you can't just put off the old man. You've got to put on the new man. Look at that in Ephesians 4, 23, 24. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23, 24. Hallelujah. Let's look at it in the King James Version. Put off the old man, it says, in verse 23. And then verse 24 says, and put on the new man. And put on who? Who is this new man? This new man is who you are in Christ Jesus. Put on this new man. See, it's, it's, it's one thing to... To, to take a baby's diaper off. That's putting off the old, right? But you got to put a new one on. Otherwise, there's going to be another mess. Quick. And a lot of folks have been set free. And they put certain things off. But they haven't done what it takes to stay free. By putting on the new man. By the renewal of the mind. By living a life. That is sanctified to him and for him. And I must say through him. Because it's only through him. That you can do it. Put on the new man. Now notice this. Which after God. Is created in righteousness. And true holiness. Now think about this for a minute. Do you know that the Bible calls you holy? This new man on the inside of you is righteous, it's sanctified, and it's holy. And then he says, be ye holy. Live according to the word of God. In closing, let's look back at Philemon verse 6. Take ownership of this. Get your mouth a-moving. Get a grip on your lip. You're not called to get a grip on my lip, and I'm not called to get a grip on your lip. I'm not a confession cop, but I know one thing for sure. If you're tired all the time, it's because you got a tired mouth. 
<laughs> Tired mouth. If you're if you're operating in poverty and poor, it's because you got a poor mouth. I don't want to take it any further because I could really meddle. But you're taken captive by the words of your mouth. Well, I just, I can't walk by that table without eating everything on it. Ha, 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 ha. (laughs) That the communication of thy faith may become effectual or divinely energized. By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Stand up, everybody. Let's do it right now. Let's raise both hands toward heaven and make some glorious confessions tonight. Hallelujah. Say it with me, Heavenly Father. I thank you for the exhortation. I thank you for the teaching and preaching of the word. And I receive it. I see that my part is to simply respond with my beliefs and with my words to what you have already done. Say it with me. I am in Christ Jesus and Christ is in me. I am a new creation. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. By the grace of God, I have the wisdom of God. By the grace of God, I have been sanctified, set apart by Him and through Him and by the living Word of God. Thank you, Lord, that as I acknowledge that I am of a quick understanding... Confusion becomes a thing of my past. The wisdom of God is operating in my life today. Now just go ahead and pray a little bit in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We frame it. We frame it with our words. Thank you, Father, that you watch over our words and your word to perform it. Thank you for a grand performance as we acknowledge, as we take ownership, as yes, as we confess and declare what you have said. It builds a strong tower of faith and joy in my life. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I want you to do this this week for your homework. Next time you feel like being sad, just get up and declare, He's made me glad. And then just open your mouth and fake it if you have to and just go, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. I started that way Monday morning going, ha, ha, ha. And I'm telling you what, I got tickled at myself. (laughs) And all of a sudden, it just started flowing like a river. That's stirring yourself up. Amen? No more down days for us. Amen? Amen. Praise God.
Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'll touch every person. Lord, in their physical beings, where there's healing that needs, that where there's healing needed, Father, stretch forth your hand to heal and grant a sign and a wonder to their life in the name of Jesus. Father, where there's unemployment, we call now for employment in the name of Jesus. Where there is lack, we don't call the lack, we call the abundance. We call for abundance in every home, in every household, in every church in the Bay Area. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. And we call for strength for every one of us in this place tonight. Say it with me. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. This will, this message will explain a lot to you why some of you are feeling so stuck in your life. You're snared by the words of your mouth. And for you to get unstuck, you've got to turn it around. You've got to turn some things around. Part of that is this. You ever been stuck in traffic? You ever felt stuck spiritually? It's not the will of God. No, it's not. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord.